you feel like giving up? This is a question that my personal trainer used to ask me when we're working together. Sometimes in the middle of a weight lifting session, I felt like my legs were shaking. And he would ask me, do you want to give up? And I would say, hell no, I still have one more repetition in me. Other times we are doing some aerobic exercises or boxing exercises. And he could see that I was frail. I could feel like my heart is coming out of my throat. Then he would ask me, do you feel like giving up? And I would say, no, and I just go forward. One more punch, just one more, one more, one step in front of the next. This is something that any entrepreneur, startup founder, business owner can really relate to. Many people have asked themselves on the journey to building their initiatives. They've asked themselves if they wanted to give up. Some, unfortunately, have given up for whatever reasons. Others have this mindset of continuing to put one more foot in front of the next. But what if there's a way that can help us identify and help our organizations before it becomes too late? In this episode on our live show, we wanted to look at giving you the tools to analyze and see the 10 most common roadblocks that if you don't do anything about them, especially when they start popping up, well, one day when you ask yourself that question or whether you want to give up, you might end up saying yes. Welcome to the Mary Poppins of our Startups Live Show. I'm Nelly Makango from Athena Leaders, an organization that is passionate about helping startup founders, entrepreneurs dream, build, play, whilst leaving behind the legacy of a happy and performing workplace playground. For those who are new to the show, our rules. Number one, this is not a monologue. Do you have any comments, any questions? Find us online, hashtag Athena Leaders. Number two, do you know anyone who would love to be a guest on our show so that we can help the community of entrepreneurs out there and the startups ecosystem? Get them to speak to the Mary Poppins of startups. Number three, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Do you feel like giving up? I will be a hypocrite running this session without owning up to the number of times I've asked myself this question on my own personal journey. Whether it was before when I was running social enterprises or nonprofit organizations or random things that I've been doing for over the years or even whilst running Athena Leaders and the Mary Poppins of Startups live show. Whenever I've felt the need or felt this heaviness in me and I feel like I cannot go on, I sometimes try to look back at some of the early signs and see what I've missed out. And I'm going to share today some of the tips that I use on a daily basis or especially when that need of giving up arises, so that you can use those to help you move forward. I've also added as part of my top 10 list of common re, uh, roadblocks to keep going per se, I've added a lot of the things that I've seen or the signs I've seen when I work with a new startup during advisory sessions or I jump in to help them and work side by side with them. Are you ready for our 10 reasons? Well, it's not gonna be a, a, a countdown and if any, any business is different, so whatever resonates with you, then take it up and start working on it. 
Let's start. Number one, not having a big enough vision to keep you going. The vision is really, really important. In fact, many people, when they start the initiative, they know what they want to do. But I will challenge you to go a bit further and connect with the greater goods, not just to fill your pockets in the future. When you get tired, though, when you get to those days where things might not be exactly the way you expected them, when you get into the ground and hit the wall, your vision and your passion for what you're doing is what keeps you going, even if you struggle to get out of bed. But when you do, you know that you've just put one foot in front of the next and you give yourself one more chance to keep going. To help you when it comes to vision, here is a trick that I do. On the anniversary of my company, I, of course, go out and celebrate. I always do that. I'm going for a drink or two, maybe three. The day after, when I settle down, I write myself a letter that I send myself the next day. And in the letter, I first start acknowledging the tremendous effort. Yes, entrepreneurs, we tend to go, go, go without stopping and sometimes appreciate the effort that took us from where we were before to where we are. So it's important that in that letter, especially when I'm writing that with the high of you know, reaching another year and maybe some alcohol, alcohol still in my brain, so I've got some dash courage, I really do write down the good things that I've achieved so that I know where I was. I remind myself of my vision, of my mission, and I also tell myself what I would love to achieve and where I would like to go for the next year. Of course, when I do send the email, I delay the email so that I only receive that a year from now. And sometimes, you know, a year is a long time. I even forget that I wrote it for myself. So when I get to the year, whether I get there with like, yes, I've done it, or a little bit bruised, I can read that, that uh, email. I can see my vision again, and it helps me. In addition to that, it always helps to also have your vision and statements written down in certain places so, so that when you feel like reconnecting with who you are and your values, when things are tough, you can pick that up and reading them as well. So for anyone who wants a bit more information on how I cre uh, create those, let me know. I'd be more than happy to even come back live and do one that's a little more in details with that. Number two, unclear value proposition. And that's a big one. Sometimes when you first start your business, you know what you want to achieve. As you are growing, you get a lot of ideas, either because you're a creative person or as a response to the market, feedback from investors, clients, even advisors. What tends to happen is that we continue to grow with this kind of half-baked proposition that I have moved on with the things of the past, but it's not very clear as streamlined as this is what we are now going to achieve. If you believe that whenever you are talking to clients, they're not quite understanding what you want to do, or if you believe that you are doing too much, looking at too many ideas, and they are not quite there, stop and go back to clarify your own value proposition. In fact, one thing I've done, I was working with a startup advisor. Uh, I was working with a startup as I was advising them. And one of the issues that he has was that he had a great idea. His product was amazing but he really struggled to talk about it because of the complexity. So rather than trying to find, you know, even, yes, let's go and find customers, we spend a few sessions just on that point, helping him write down and simplify his value proposition, understand the, the blocks in his head, why he can't just talk about it very easily, 
Sometimes it was just a public speaking things that we also worked on. But other aspects was not really understanding how everything clogs in together. Having that clarity and spending some time of that really helped him to now, in less than a couple of minutes, he can tell someone what his, his business is about, even though it's in renewable energy and it's really technical, but he can really talk about it and he makes him feel more confident. So if you are working and you have those niggles of your value proposition not being clear, stop, look into that as that could be the cause for more heartbreak in the future. Number three, unclear business model. How are you going to make money from this? There are some businesses that started from a hobby, others starting with this view of being a social enterprise or a charity, and others even more just to create a startup. Of course, it's known in the business world that the first few years of business might not be profitable. Even then, as a minimum, what can you do to break even or lay the ground for profitability in the future? Moving away and not wanting to look at your finances is not the solution. If this is a problem, it's going to be there. The earliest you can look into that, the more it can help you. So that's even if you, there's nothing you can do right now, but there's always something that, can, that you can do in the future to improve your state in the future. And that's similar mindset as being in the gym where you're thinking, okay, I can, it feels like I have a lot of repetition in these sets, but one more repetition, one foot in front of the next will help you to get where you want to go. You also need to be very clear on when it comes to business model on where is your money coming from. And this is something that, especially as you know, the world is changing at a rapid stage, some people forget. If you have a business model where you are offering free subscriptions to a certain thing or one of your products, but people paying are coming from advertising, then you need to be very, very clear on how much work and how quickly can you start getting the money coming in whilst at the same time growing your platform, which can be a challenge. Think about Facebook. Facebook business model is based on customers and users. Users, us, we use the platform for free. Well, depending on how you see this aspect of giving data for free, but let's not be political and stay there. So we, we use the platform for free. At the same time, companies do pay in the way of paid advertising. Whether it's a company that are promoting their services on there and they pay because of the revenue that they're making when people buy things on the platform, or through advertising company or Facebook selling data to other companies that will use that for whatever purpose. So if you are running a business that's a subscription model, even if it looks like you first need to raise a community, then how are you going to make money from that? I see a lot of people who invest the time to create communities as well on Facebook and other platforms, but without a clear idea on how you are going to make money from that, then the time is wasted. This leads us nicely to number four, which is very similar. Unclear path for growth. Unclear path for growth is very important for you to, to, to bear, bear in mind. No, I think a clear path can uh, upset you. The path for growth really goes hand in hand with your business model for growth and profitability and so on. Some people start with a very simple or humble idea to see, am I gonna make it? Is it really for me? Should I really do it? But that's fine. If you see that you have traction and you really want to turn this into a business, then you need to think about a path for growth. Others start with a huge vision, something big that they want to accomplish. That's amazing as well. The important thing is to ensure that you have a path for growth and that you're not overwhelmed with the big vision 
learn to chop it up in small pieces and making sure there is a path for growth and that you just don't get lost at the very beginning. So that's why it's really important to have a very, very clear path for growth. In fact, as an example, when I started, I launched my podcast, The Life This Life Show. Um, it was just about a year, a year from now. So I'm really excited. I had an idea. I was so solving a problem. And my problem was I hate marketing. I really do not like social media, which is very ironic every time I say that because most of my business do come from social media and I have a lot of co connection from social media and you are watching me on social media. But it's the truth. I genuinely do not, cannot stand social media. In fact, even before starting my business, actually before hiring my team, my fantastic team that looks after most of my social media, my average time on Instagram was one minute. One minute, which is even, it's not even enough time. Maybe one reel usually for my sister or a friend and send me something, but that was my time. And then you're thinking, wow, I need to start using that. And for me, I felt like, what, what is it that I like? I do like connecting with people, sharing, giving value, talking to people and helping them grow their businesses as well as growing themselves personally. And I felt like a live show helps me to do that way more than sitting down at home and start creating content specifically for social, for social media. My team will handle that. They have a great way of getting the, the content from me. But at least I don't have to sit down and spend a lot of time recording because my live show provides a lot of values that we will restart reusing on social media. That's all well and good. It's, a good. it's good to start. And I thought, I'll start. I'll see how far I go. And if I can get to one year, I'll be very proud of myself. And as part of my path to grow, one of the biggest things for me was quality. And for those who are wondering what quality means, well, check my first few episodes on my podcast. Go on my YouTube channel, check the first few episodes, and check this episode or the one, the one you see next week. You'll see a, a change in quality from the way I speak to the way we've done the marketing, the, the content. We've been improving, and that was my path to grow. But now I'm, I'm looking at year number two. So what is my path to grow will be for year number two, right? And if I lose sight of that, then that's a potential roadblock for me that could mean the end of the Mary Poppins of Startup Life Show in the future. So that's a way for me to remind myself that I need to have a clear path for year two, three plus, so that I avoid the potential roadblock on my own journey. So what are some of the roadblocks that you have when it comes to not having a clear path for growth or for anything that you are doing out there? Number five, not having the mindset of pivoting, right? Or the unwillingness to pivot. The problem with running a business and initiative is that we fall in love. It's not just a romantic love, it's a love for a child. You sleep with the idea, you wake up with it, the problem, the successes, the challenges. There are things that you know that nobody else knows, not even your life partner know, just for you. And sometimes things don't go exactly the way you planned it. Or maybe you've started your business and your attraction at the beginning, you knew you had a like, proper product market fit, but somewhere along the line, you lost your way. So what do you do? It can be difficult to change your mind or to try something new, especially when fear gets in the way, which is something that we'll talk about later on. Having this idea of pivoting is 
kind of accepting the fact that your baby is growing and they will find their own path. Whether they get to an age where they do not want to talk to you, which is un unfortunate, but it does happen. Or whether you invested a lot of money for classes, ballet lessons, and after that they decided that they don't want to dance anymore. Or tennis lessons since they were three years old and they turn around and 20 and says, hmm, tennis career is not for me. I've won a few cups uh, or trophies, but it's not really for me. And business is the same. So if you are worrying about the direction of your business and things that are getting out of hand, ask yourself how you can pivot. Of course, there are times where it's a big problems. So for example, if you were waiting for investment for your idea and you don't get the idea, yes, the emotional challenge that you have to go to overcome that and pivot is huge. And I'm talking about that from experience as well. So I'm not making it sound like it's very easy. But what is something that as an entrepreneur will help you is to start seeing the signs that you might need to pivot. Or maybe if you've already passed the signs and it happened and you need to pivot, think about how to simplify your idea. What is it that you have can be salvaged? And what is it that you can just let go of? And what you salvage, how can you grow it differently or along the same way? Having this willingness to pivot and being there and watching for signs will really help you to continue growing in your business. However, though, when we talk about pivoting, the issue with people who are always on the lookout for pivoting is that they fall into number six, lack of focus. So far, we've looked at five reasons or five common reasons why entrepreneurs or business owners, startup founders might fall. Remember the question I started with, do you feel like giving up? And just as, you know, once when you have a personal trainer, because my personal trainer used to ask me that question, I kept on saying, no, I will do one more set. No, I will punch one more time. For you to be able to do the same for your business is really about being connected and understand and see the problems coming your way so that you can deal with that. As a reminder for anyone who's just joined, we've looked at not having a big vision, unclear value proposition, unclear business model, unclear path for growth, which is really important, and an unwillingness to pivot. Do please share this episode or comment and share this episode to anyone out there that's running a business, especially if you are seeing signs that they are becoming a bit more wary, tired, they are losing confidence in themselves. Running a business is exciting, but can be lonely. So if you know anyone out there that always have a positive, yes, I'm fine, but deep down they are struggling, send them this episode so that they can assess which one of those problems are an issue. And as I've shared a lot of ideas on how they can redress that, or if they want to speak to me, I'd be even more, more happy for that as well. So rule number six, or, or um, idea number six, lack of focus. That could be one of another roadblock to your, your growth as a company. As I've said before, pivoting and being willing to pivot is really important. But what is, what is wrong is people think all the time. Have you ever seen people who have great ideas for what they want to do for, for their lives and they start working on something after a week or two weeks or a month, they don't see results and they just move away? Well, it takes time to grow anything. It takes time to nurture what you are doing. It, it, whether people know you or not, even if you had a great network, sometimes give it time for... For, trust the process and give it time to land so that you can co continue moving forward. 
not implementing a strategy the right way could be the problem there. It doesn't mean that your idea was bad, but maybe the, your sales strategy wasn't, wasn't good and you can tweak that. But if you don't focus enough to understand what is wrong with this current strategy, how do you know that you are pivoting too early and maybe dumping an idea that will, will, that will help? In fact, the common problem I see with that whenever I do my startup advisory sessions is the shiny object syndromes. The number of times people will come in and tell you that they found this new database that can help you do X, Y, Z. They sell new sales strategy that will completely transform your life and give you money very quickly. When you're not focused on one strategy and try to see the how you're working and trying to see and uh, trust the process and trying to see how you're progressing, this could be a problem. So it's important that as you are on your journey, you shift your mindset not to for just the quick wins based on what you've done, but focus on asking yourself whether you are doing enough and consistently. So the more input, whether you're consistent in your sales strategy, in your marketing strategy, in the way you reach out and, and connect with uh, your potential clients, in the way that you show up live, or in the way that you, that you deliver to your clients, because that's also important in terms of retention, that will help you move forward rather than constantly coming up with new ideas that can distract you from where you are going. Number seven, lack of planning or prioritizing. And that's another big one. Some people struggle with prioritizing or even break down the big idea. As I said at the beginning, when I was talking about the vision aspect, sometimes we want to do all of this, but on a day-to-day -day basis, we only have time for maybe just this. So if you only, if you want to do everything at the same time, that could be an issue. I've seen companies that are trying to build a platform uh, or a new product or digitalizing their products. And they have one team of engineers, five people max, yet they have maybe three or four product managers that are building different products that the, the one team will, will work on at the same time. This is a recipe for disaster and it's a roadblock to, for the future. If you can identify it early enough, you can change and try to understand how you can funnel the work that you have to do to go through that little funnel of time and energy that you have so that you can continue being productive. So for anyone out there that feels like we've got so many ideas, I'm very creative, there's so many ways I can, I can you know, build my company on so, so many new services. Well, I can tell you again from experience that is not going to work. Make sure that if you are working with your team, you have the tools to track progress so that you can see at every single day, whenever you wanna check what work are, people are doing, what are their priorities, which KPIs they are working on, and check that we are all moving, the entire team is moving towards the same direction. If not, the lack of planning will really hurt you. And in fact, anyone struggling with a lack of planning, I will suggest that you check out my, my website. We put transcript of our shows, and you also check the lives. I've done a lot of episodes when I talk about planning, not because <laughs> I'm not obsessed with planning, but I believe that Planning and prioritization is key to any kind of enterprise, anything that you do, even for yourself at home, whether it's a hobby or not. So if planning is something that you struggle with, then please do get in touch with me or check my the, the content I've got online. There's plenty of things that can help you challenge yourself so that you can bring planning into your life and move forward. Just one final thing I add to that. If you are working with other people in your business, 
then make sure that your planning goes along with your vision. If you cannot plan early, you are affecting the productivity of everybody else. If you are a solopreneur and you don't like planning, do find a coach, an advisor, or a friend that has a great business mind on their shoulders to sit with you, ask you the tough questions so that you can mind map and then plan your business. Number eight, talking about all those people that you need to have around you. Not having accountability or support can be one of the roadblocks on your journey. I've seen so many people out there that have great ideas, but they feel alone. And there's two ways of feeling alone. Alone because you are alone and alone when you're in a crowd. And the worst way of feeling alone, in my opinion, is when you are in a crowd. And a lot of entrepreneurs, especially those who have big teams, do feel alone sometimes in a crowd, even if they have the best teams and the best culture. Why is that? Well, they do say it's lonely at the top. There are some issues that other team members don't worry about. For example, you need to make sure that you have enough revenue every month to pay them. And when you start seeing that your cash flow is going down and not going in the direction of where you want to go, if you don't have anyone in around you that to help you and support you, that would be very, very hard. So I always suggest that you have an accountability partner. Whenever you have a great idea of something that you want to start and you feel like it's not my area, I don't get a lot of pleasure in those kind of things, find someone that can help you. In fact, it could be another solopreneur and where you kind of have an accountability challenge, which is something I'm about to start myself as well, where you decide what you want to work on and that you keep each other accountable and help each other as you are moving forward. One of the ways I've done that, again, like as I said before, everything that I'm talking about today are things that whenever I felt a bit of a lack of energy or I'm kind of looking in the horizon and can see that the wall is coming closer to me and I want to avoid that or push it back, I also go through those and do that for myself. And for me, one of the biggest things when I first started my live show was this idea of can I really sustain it for a year plus? Can I really turn up and be excited every week and talk, especially at the beginning when you don't really have a lot of followers and you're like, am I just talking to myself here? But of course, you need to talk to yourself before people can come, right? So how do I keep myself accountable? Well, again, I knew my weaknesses from the beginning. As I've mentioned before, marketing is not something that I have, I'm really excited about. And going live, especially at the beginning, was something that I didn't really like the camera. So I felt like, hmm, I'm not quite easy with this. So what I did was to make sure that as part of my team, I was working with someone that would keep me accountable. She knew that, you know, this is what I needed to keep going. And we were planning in advance because she knows how much I love planning. And I knew that, okay, if I know what the next few episodes will be, if I plan a certain way, this is how I'm, I'm going to keep it going. And because I'm going live every week and we plastered it all over social media in a way that keeps me accountable to turn up, whether I'm having a bad week, whether I had a call in the morning and the client cancel on me, when I have to go live, you have to go live. And that's my way of bringing accountability. So why and how are you doing that for yourself, right? How are you creating this level of accountability in your own life? Again, this topic is really important, even if you are not running your own business. Anything that you want to achieve requires self-discipline and accountability. And sometimes it gets harder. It's harder for whatever you want to do. So find a way to be accountable, especially to someone else. As one of the games I'm about to start very soon with, uh, I'm, I'm building a small community of entrepreneurs. 
um, we're just gonna make sure that we even put some money in there as well, where you know you put a, a, a pound or so whenever you don't do what you're meant to do over the course of the next 30, 30 days. And the person who wins or actually achieve what they wanted to achieve and really commit to it, well, they get to split the, the profit. This is something that you don't even need a coach to do that. So I'm gonna run that and most it's gonna be paid for, for entrepreneurs to work with me. But this is something that if you do not want to be part of my group, then run on your own as it's really, really gonna help you achieve what you want to do. Number nine is fear. Who? Hi, Bridget. <laughs> Just got a comment there on, on uh, YouTube. Uh, fear is a, a big one. And there are actually two types of fears and things that I didn't even know existed before I started running my business. Fear of failure. Everybody knows that, right? Everybody's fear. Are we always in fear of failure? And sometimes the fear of failure is what keeps us frozen and stops us from moving forward. The second one, the second one is fear of success. And fear of success can you can sometimes wonder what is actually oh if it goes well. And I asked myself that question, even starting my business. What if if what if it goes well? What if my friends start to know what I do? Would they see me in a different way? Because I'm you know, a very laid back and chill out person. And when I'm outside of work, I have the similar personality. But at the same time, I just love to play. Well, I play at work as well. So, but it's even, even more so. Then the fear of success comes in different ways. Sometimes you're feeling like, what if I do it so well and I can't sustain the wellness, my own wellness, right? What if I get to the point where I feel like I'm blocked? And those thoughts are actually negative self-belief that stops you from moving forward. Rather than believing that as you are getting better at what you do, you will find new challenges that will challenge you and have you going. We sometimes retreat in our own little world and thinking, I don't want to reveal my greatness in case I cannot continue and sustain it. Or maybe someone will challenge me at a level much higher than I'm playing at. What do I do? So if that's you, then honestly, just do whatever you need to do. Speak to someone, write mantras, change your negative self-belief and give yourself the room to play and discover who you are. Because if you have been resourceful and you've achieved what you've achieved, what you have today, then you will always continue and you will find the resources and what you need to go to the next level. Fear of failure, on the other hand, is something that we all know. The problem with the fear of failure is that you are so petrified. This happened to me a lot, especially during running my business. The earliest years were even more difficult because everything that you do, you do it on your own and you are learning from creating content and creating an entire platform for training to approaching clients, delivering so much more. You are a one man or one, one person band and it can be very tiring. The other aspect you see the fear of failure is when you have great ideas. For example, again, I've used the live show as an example just to show you how I'm human and I'm really uh, sharing with you things that I've used through my, my, my entire journey so far. When I first started my live show, I thought, what if it doesn't work? What if I can't get any guests on my podcast? What if I can't grow it the way I want to grow? Then when I thought, ah, oh, fine, you will do it. It's fine. You'll get over it. You start thinking about the work that is required to go live every week, right? I have to find topics. I have to prepare for it. We have the marketing that we have to do. We have the post-marketing of events. We have to reach out to people. Emails here, emails there. And whilst I do all these funny things here on the, on the live show, 
I also have to do my job, which is delivering to my clients, working with them, planning for their startups, working on the product that we're building together, working with the engineers. It's a lot of things. So the beginning, one of the fear of failure I had to continue was actually this overwhelmed of, am I going to be able to do this and sustain it in addition to everything else I want to do? So if you feel, feel if you are scared, sometimes it's really good to try to break down exactly what is that you're scared about. Is it failure or success? Is it overwhelmed because of the amount of work? Is it just the fact that you feel tired today, which by the way, if you feel tired in a few weeks, you might not feel tired. Or is it because there's something in your personal life that is affecting you? Being able to drill down to the very, very lower cause of why you, you have this fear or this anxiety will help you deal with that. I've seen a lot of business people who had fears in their businesses and sometimes the root cause came from something personal in their lives. Maybe they have split up with a partner and they felt that fear of losing a partner and what if I lose my business? So when you can name your fear at a very lower level, it will help you to be able to overcome that. If your fear is based on overwhelm of the amount of work, well, as I said before, I hire the best people to help me on the journey. In addition to that, I'm very pla uh, planning and process driven. As we do certain things, we automate as much as we can and improve our processes so that things become easier and easier. Honestly, the amount of work that we do together to put shows um, with, with my team today, for example, is kind of about the same, but it feels less because so many of the, the issues have already been dealt, dealt with and I'm a lot better and everything. So the fear that I had a year ago is, is not there anymore. So for me, if you ask me what is your fear with your podcast, it will be the fear of the future, of the growth, and that's what it could mean. But for that, I'm like, oh, well, I'll go back to one of my, my uh, principles that I've shared with you today. It's just about making sure I've got a clear path for growth, planning, and accountability, and I'm sure that I will succeed. I'm not saying it's going to be easy. Of course, no, not, nothing that's worth having comes easy. But I just, I'm just saying that this thought, this way of thinking is helping me put one foot in front of the next, even on days where I just want to stay in bed all day. Number 10, not having a work-life balance. Well, that's a completely different topic because sometimes work-life balance doesn't work exactly the way you want. If you are an entrepreneur, if you're running your own business, we know we're going to work a lot more hours than other people might. And it's going to affect us. But I believe that within that world, whether you're working for startups, fast-paced environments, there's a way of creating your own, your own work, your workplace playground, but also your own life playground. In fact, when I first started my company, I had the mantra, turning your life and workplace into a playground, just to show that it's very important to understand knowing yourself and create that playground for yourself as well. Do you know what your values are? Because your values will help you to move forward. If you don't know what your values are, then it's difficult for you, especially when you have fears or something happens and you're not happy with it. It's going to be difficult for you to know from your core what it is about. In fact, I was doing a startup advice session a few weeks ago. Actually, I have another one uh, after, this, after the, this session. And it was a startup, an entrepreneur, and she's a fantastic woman. She's done a great job so far. She's been trying and experimenting on where to start. But after a year, she felt like she didn't manage to get the ideas that she wanted or the support that she wanted. And she felt bruised. 
She wanted to turn away and just go back to full-time employment. Whilst working together, I helped her identify her values. And her values were screaming for, please, I cannot go back full-time. I need to find a way to use. I'm very creative. I want to I wanna go on a journey. And she knew her journey was to find a startup and, and either go as a founder or a founding team member. Without knowing that, her values, she would have gone for a job that would have made her miserable, even if she had the freedom after work to do whatever she wanted. And other people are in full-time employment. They work really hard, long hours. They're feeling like, oh, I wish I had more time. But they don't really know what are the goals and the things that they want to achieve in their lives. If you don't know that, I can give you more time and you won't use it the right way. So it's important to know yourself and create that balance, which doesn't mean the number of hours you work, but means the little piece and spices that you put in your life to energize you. As a last example, based on my own personal life, when I started my business, I knew that as part of my life goals, don't ask me why, I've had so many random life goals in my life, but I knew that I wanted to be fluent in Spanish. I'm not talking about speaking Spanish. I'm talking about fluent in Spanish, writing in Spanish and reading in Spanish, delivering workshops in Spanish. I've now managed to, to do that, to actually start doing advisory sessions in Spanish. And the way I've done that is through a lot of sacrifices. Of course, I had to move and live in Spain for a while. Sometimes I have to fly home. Now that the world is open, I'm going to fly home more often. It does affect my life. I love going to the gym. Then when I go home, I eat. And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, but I'm missing the gym. You know, having the routine is difficult. But because I know what I want, when I have free time, I even sometimes I took two weeks off my business to just go on a Spanish school full time. And for two weeks, I just go, I wake up in the morning, put my, 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 my clothes on as a little child, go to school, sit down, and then you learn Spanish. And then I come home. That was my holiday time. Yes, you might say, maybe the better way of doing that. But that was my choice of bringing balance in my life. So what is the way are you bringing balance or joy or happiness and playground into your life? Knowing that will be the difference between saying, yes, I want to give up now, or no, I want to continue and put one foot in front of the next. So I'm going to ask you again, do you feel like giving up? Today, we've looked at the most common reasons or roadblocks why people say yes. Sometimes it's outside, uh, outside of us or um, it's not in our hands and we have to give up. But other times, there are signs and roadblocks that we might not pay attention to. And when we don't pay attention, those roadblocks, well, we don't avoid them. So the 10 things that we looked at today was not having a clear vision, an unclear value proposition, not having a clear business model to make money, not having a clear path for growth for your initiative, not having the right mindset and to, to pivot, lack of focus, lack of planning and prioritization, not having any accountability and a team to support you, fear, which is a big one, and of course, not looking after yourself or creating some kind of balance or into your life, which I love to call creating a playground for your professional and your personal life. Anyone who's listening to this is thinking, wow, yes, I found the solutions for me. Please do share with other entrepreneurs or anyone out there, even if they are fully employed and they want to create that gap in their lives, then I'm more than happy for them to watch that. Put comments, whatever platform you are, hashtag leaders, and I will respond. For others who would like a little bit of help that on the way, then you know where I am. I'm more than happy to find, to, to, to talk to you. Check out my website for even more exciting content 
to help you say no i want to continue even if it is for just one more day in the meantime let's design a happy and productive workplace playgrounds together <laughs>